0: The United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has released another apocalyptic report about the perils of the sun monster, which it now describes as a, quote, code red for humanity. The news could not come at a worse time when humanity is already on the brink of extinction from the Wuhan cough. And to mark the occasion, hundreds of the world's most prominent climate activists and COVID communicators Just flew to Martha's Vineyard, many of them on private jets, to dance around maskless at Barack Obama's 60th birthday party. Do as they say, not as they do. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment yesterday, not yesterday, it was like a week ago. I don't know when it was. From Solomon Risley, who says, roses are red, maybe they're blue. In Biden's America, nothing is true. That is such a good, simple observation because that's what Barack Obama is showing us. That is what all these climate hypocrites are showing us. That is what the COVID cops are showing us. And when you want to protect yourself from all those prying eyes, I would strongly recommend you check out ExpressVPN. I do not go online anymore without a VPN on my computer and on my phone and on any other device that I use. I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. Here's why. ExpressVPN does not log your activity online. Lots of cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to advertisers. Well, if they're going to do that, what's the point of using a VPN? <laughs> VPN ExpressVPN does not do that. They even developed a technology, trusted server, that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. Speed. ExpressVPN now uses Lightway. It's a new VPN protocol they engineered to make user speeds Faster than ever, it's always blazing fast. Lets me stream videos in HD quality with zero buffering. Lets me upload really big files as well. It's not just me saying this. CNET, The Verge, many other tech journals rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. Protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Use my link, expressvpn.com/michael today. Get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com/michael. Visit expressvpn.com/michael to learn more. None. Of the things that these people uh, want you to believe are among the things that they believe. <laughs> these, these I'm, I'm talking about the climate. I'm talking about COVID. I'm talking about all of it. They purport to believe something. They insist that you believe something, whether it's that the sun monster is going to destroy the world or COVID is going to kill everybody or we, you know, we, everyone needs to triple, quadruple mask with 17 jabs. And that's the only way we're going to be safe. They do not believe that. And the way that I know that they do not believe that is that they do not behave as though that were true. Barack Obama just had his 60th birthday party amid not just the global pandemic, but amid the surge. Forget about slow the spread, stop the, flatten the curve, find a cure. No, now we're surging. So we got to be super duper careful, go back to all the restrictions, unless you're Barack Obama. Barack Obama holds his 60th birthday party He got a lot of backlash because he initially planned to invite about 500 guests and about 200 staff. And then uh, when he got the backlash, his spokesman said it would only be close friends and family. Turned out that was a complete lie. There were hundreds and hundreds of people there because some photos leaked. Then the photos all went back down, but the Internet is forever. So Barack Obama was just having a grand old time with everybody. There's video of him dancing around maskless. You don't see a single mask in the entire place. Not the musicians, not the guests, certainly not Barack Obama, not the staff. You just, none, none anywhere. Really weird, really weird videos going around from this event. So glad they finally went up. Obviously, none of these people are worried about the Wu flu. They're not worried. They want you to be really worried about it, but they themselves are not worried about it. This also shows that there are two sets of rules. There are one set of rules. There there is one set of rules for the elite, and then there is one set of rules for everybody else. One New York Times reporter actually defended the party and said that the Obamas only invaded sophisticated vaccinated people. (laughs) Unlike you, you filthy, disgusting idiot, you rube, you unsophisticated monster. There are the sophisticated vaccinated people, and then there's the rest. But, but, we were also told that the virus is spreading among the vaccinated people. We were also told that the viral load, especially of the Indian Delta variant that the vaccinated people are carrying, is similar to the viral load that unvaccinated people are carrying. So if the idea is we've got to stop the spread, then it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. Frankly, it doesn't matter if you've even taken the negative COVID test. I was just on a flight. I came back. It's very good to be back with you. I missed you terribly. I, I I was in France for my friend's wedding, and f- fortunately, the new COVID rules, where you've got to show your pass to the Gestapo and and show a proof of vaccination, that actually had not gone into effect yet. That didn't go into effect until yesterday. As I was flying back to America, the land of the free, for now, but I, I was on the flight, and I just I finally realized how nobody actually believes any of this stuff with COVID, and the it's the scariest thing ever, and we've all got a lockdown, and we all have to wear the masks. Because they make a big point of telling you on the airlines and in the airports that you have to wear the mask, that it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated. It doesn't matter that you had to show a negative COVID test. You actually had to show a negative COVID test to get on the plane back to the United States. Doesn't matter. All of these people, none of whom have COVID, according to very recent tests, still have to wear the mask the whole time. That's how dangerous COVID is. Okay. Totally blows Obama's cover on his party. But that's how dangerous COVID is that you cannot, you can't take it down. I want to like Gucci goo, my little baby. No, you can't take the mask down for that until they serve you a drink or until they serve you a hamburger or until, and I kid you not, they actually did this on the flight. They came over and served a nice, delicious, warm chocolate chip cookie. It was great. I'm glad they served the cookie. COVID is so dangerous that we have to muzzle ourselves for a year and a half and can never take it down, even if you're triple, quadruple vaccinated with 17 negative COVID tests. Unless there's a warm, delicious cookie, in which case you can. Of course not. If it were that big a deal, they would just nix the cookie, but they're not nixing the cookie because none of them believe any of this nonsense. Uh, I've noticed something else when I was in France, which is, and this is so shameful. This is so embarrassing for me to say from my own country the French people are more sane about the coronavirus than we are. They are. I'm not talking about the governments. The French government is just as crazy as the U.S. government, if not crazier. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. But I just mean the French people. The French people are just not as insane about this. They do, you walk into a place, you don't have a mask on. It's not a big deal. You get it. You get into a car. Do eh, you need me to put the mask on? Oh no, that is okay, Monsieur. I'm vaccinated. It's fine. The whole point of the vaccine is that then you do not catch the virus. It is fine, Monsieur. They're just they're just cooler about it. It's not as intense a political issue there among the French people, among the government officials. That's that's quite a different matter. But it really, when you travel abroad, it really makes you sure, you learn about some other culture, but it really makes you see your own culture much more clearly. I've always found this to be true. When I would go to Italy sometimes as a kid, I'd I'd think, man, I really miss America. They're really efficient. They really know how to run things over there. Oh man, you go, you travel to other places and you really see your country more clearly. And I think when we get a clear look at our country right now, probably we're not going to be so happy. Ann Applebaum, a, a liberal journalist, just tweeted out a few days ago in response to Tucker Carlson's trip to Hungary. She said, in Orbán's Hungary, Viktor Orbán, the right-wing leader in Hungary, in Orbán's Hungary, 90% plus of the media are controlled by the ruling party. Businesses are physically and legally harassed if they don't toe the party line or if someone wants them cheap. Elections are manipulated. Party leaders are mysteriously rich. And then she added a model for Fox News. You know, it's like a dig in. That's what Fox News wants. Does she not see what she wrote? 90% of the media controlled by the ruling party. Businesses physically and legally uh, harassed if they don't toe the party line. Elections manipulated. Party leaders mysteriously rich. Gee, what other country does that sound like, Anne? Gee, oh wow, Viktor Orban's hungry. That sounds like a crazy dystopia. I've never heard of, oh, wait a second, that perfectly describes our own country, but she can't see it. Or she's choosing not to see it because she is within that dominant establishment regime. It is coming here. I'm glad that I got to see France right before the insane lockdown rules went into effect because our leaders here, our ruling party, which our, our ruling class includes the Democratic Party, the leaders of the institutions, meaning the big corporations, the mainstream media, Uh, high education, low education, big tech, all of it. They are working in concert to force us all to toe the line on the masks, on the vaccine, on the tests, on the everything. Even Nancy Pelosi, who had previously, Pelosi and Joe Biden had been fairly modest about what they said were going to be the COVID regulations when when, uh, they were asked, even just a few months ago, are there going to be mandates? Are there going to be all these things? They said, no, the American people, they aren't ready for that. No, I don't think so. Now they are signaling, and it's not just just the Democratic Party, it's their proxies in the private sector as well. Now they are signaling that the France-style, full-on Gestapo, show-me-your-papers lockdown is going to be coming to the United States. Really makes you want to stop relying on these people for for your livelihood. It really makes you want to do things for yourself. When you want to fix your car yourself, I would strongly recommend you check out Rock Auto. RockAuto.com just makes it easier to get the auto parts that you need. It's so much easier than walking into that store and then you get the questions. Hey, uh, what what kind of car do you have? I don't know. I got a I Ford. Yeah. Okay. What type of Ford? I have Ford F-150. Oh yeah. Okay. And what ma- what year? I don't know. It was like 2018, 2019. Yeah. Okay. And what color? And what this? And what that? And the GT and the X3 and the what? I just, I don't know. I don't know. And then the irony of course is that the person in the brick and mortar goes into the back of the store. They don't have the parts. There's too many parts. They don't have them. They go online, probably to rockauto.com. They order the part. They charge you twice as much. You wait two weeks. Why would you do that? That would be madness. Don't do that. rockauto.com always has the lowest prices available. No gimmicks. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They do, do not change the prices for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Head on over to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and then write Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S in their How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. Nancy Pelosi, April 29th, 2021 said, in response to a question over whether or not they will mandate vaccines for Americans, they said, we cannot require that someone be vaccinated.
1: So here's the thing. We, are, we cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. I can't go to the capital physician and say, give me the names of people who aren't vaccinated so I can go encourage them to, be, or make it known to others to encourage them to be vaccinated. Uh, so we can't we can't do that.
0: Okay, so in this case, Nancy Pelosi speaking specifically about her House members, we cannot require that people get vaccinated. How, how long ago was that? Just a few months ago. Now Nancy Pelosi threatening to do the very thing that she said it was not possible to do. Several House Democrats have called for the Capitol physician to institute a vaccine or test mandate mm-hmm. for members and staff. You've previously said that, that members can't be compelled to get vaccinated because it's a matter of privacy and you can't know who is and isn't vaccinated. Do you still hold that belief and do you see some merit in a vaccine or test
1: mandate? Well, you to t- gave part of my statement. What I said was uh, that we um, are guided and have to be guided by the uh, guidance of the capital physician. He has made those uh, contentions and when the weighing the equities take us to a different place, I'm sure he will tell us. Now, in a matter of maybe days or weeks, uh, the full approval will be given uh, to the vaccines, and that, I think, will make a difference in terms of of um, what we can do.
0: Now, it should go without saying that, that what Nancy Pelosi just said she said is not what she actually said. She She did not say that the capital physician is going to be the one to determine whether or not she can get this information from members and demand they be vaccinated. What she said was, it is wrong. We are not able to, it is a matter of privacy that we cannot go to the capital physician and ask these sorts of things. Then she just sort of flips that around and says, yes, we can do it. She obviously never believed what she said in the first place, namely that she couldn't force people to get vaccinated. She was simply biding her time She was simply exercising the political power she felt that she could exercise at the time she could exercise it, and now she's going to exercise more. This is why, of course, none of these people have any credibility in the media, in the public health establishment, in the elected Democratic Party. They don't have any credibility whatsoever. You should not believe a word that they say. They have... I don't think they had a lot of credibility before the COVID stuff, but during the COVID stuff, they have squandered what little they had. They're liars. They don't like you. They want to rule over you and they do rule over you and they will get you to comply if you do not resist. And they might get you to comply even if you do resist. The the crux here of the matter in Pelosi's new argument is the full approval to the vaccine. Don't forget all of these people thus far who have pressured you to get the vaccine are pressuring you to get an experimental drug, the, vac- the multiple experimental drugs, the Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, and any of the others that are that have been in development. The reason that it does not, it, it, that it is an experimental drug, is it does not have a full FDA approval. It has an emergency use authorization. I'm not saying anything about the effectiveness of the vaccine. Far be it from me. I'm just pointing out that the emergency youth authorization gives special liability protections for the makers of this vaccine, for the people pushing this sort of vaccine. And what she's saying now is, yeah, when it was an emergency youth use authorization, it was tough to mandate that everyone get it. But once it's got full FDA approval, then, then we will be able to force everyone to get it. Maxine Waters, one of the more honest members of Congress in her She doesn't even often hide her radicalism or her explicit calls for violence against her political opponents. Maxine Waters is just saying flat out, we're moving toward a vaccine mandate. Do you think that there should be a a vaccine mandate?
2: I think we're moving uh, toward a mandate. Uh, This is very dangerous. And I think uh, we're finding that people are dying and younger people are being attacked uh, by this virus. And so I think we're going to have to be very careful. We're going to have to be dedicated to the proposition uh, that we're going to get everybody vaccinated and that uh, we're going to stop what I think could be a lot of deaths that would take place without doing it. Well, certainly healthcare workers should be vaccinated. It is unbelievable that we had healthcare workers uh, that were not vaccinated, and so that is a must. In the Congress of the United States, I think we should also have the mandate that you must be vaccinated, uh, that you must wear the mask, we must social distance, uh, because again, you know, the Delta variant is a killer.
0: She doesn't believe that. None of these people believe any of that. They're not behaving as if they believe that. When COVID was in the height of its surge and at the apparent height of its virulence, all of these people supported BLM rioting in the streets, burning down the country, rubbing shoulder to shoulder. They just don't believe it. Angelo Cotevilla made this point. Angelo Cotevilla from the Claremont Institute made this point about political correctness. And I I mention it in my book, Speechless, which is that Political correctness is very often less about the substance of what they want to change. It's it's often less about the the specific words or the specific behaviors, and it's much more often about the imposition itself. And that is what this is about here. That, That is what the mandates and Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them, that's what they're talking about. They are showing that they have the right to impose these things upon you. And moreover, getting back to Barack Obama's birthday party, that they have the right to violate the rules whenever they want without consequence, without consequence whatsoever. There was a video that went viral yesterday and I had just left Paris. I had just left the very place that this video was taken of people sitting at outdoor cafes, many of which I frequented last week without being harassed by anyone demanding my papers where the police now show up and demand to see a vaccine card. You can see the cops walking up to, I don't know if they're tourists or, or, or French citizens themselves, police walking through the streets. And they have to produce the digital pass on their phones. And the digital pass makes it very, very easy to enforce this sort of thing, because you, it's, it's not as though you can fake a digital pass. I think that'd be probably much more difficult, depending on on the enforcement measures. It's not as though you have any excuses to why you wouldn't have your digital pass. Everyone's sitting out there on their phone, so you, the cop just comes over and says, okay, show me your pass. This is why... It's going to be very important that people like Pelosi and Waters and the rest of them, the the American left, and a lot of the squishes on the right too, are going to be pushing for this sort of thing. The only difference, the only difference between these two countries that is preventing the, the United States ruling regime from instituting this stuff is that we have a more robust system of federalism. So in France, they don't have this idea that the various states can push back against the federal government. The states have specific rights that the federal government can't intrude on, and the people have certain rights that actually can't be intruded on either. That, that does not really exist in France. Here it does, and so it will be entirely incumbent upon the governors to hold out against this kind of stuff, to not turn over vaccine information to the federal government, to not create digital passes like already exist in New York, right? The the liberal states are already moving toward the digital passes. The conservative states are not. They have to hold the line on that as well. That is some dystopian stuff that's being pushed by liberal regimes around the world. I mean, the the Parisians are furious about this. There were hundreds of thousands of people out in the streets when, when this regulation was first proposed by the leader of France, Macron. So people, the people much more normal, but, but it doesn't really matter because the ruling regime has the power. One way that they're going to be able to push this, by the way, is not even through the heavy hand of government. One way that they're going to be able to push this, that's really going to confuse conservatives, especially the kind of conservatives who have just been carrying water for the regime for the last 20 years, the kind of just talking point right winger is that they're going to do it through private companies. So right now, United Airlines is going to mandate the vaccine for all employees. This is the first move for a domestic U.S. airline. They're going to mandate that 67,000 people get the COVID vaccination. They will do this uh, and demand it five weeks after the vaccines are fully approved by government officials or by October 25th, whichever date comes first, according to reports. So even if by October 25th, the vaccine is still an experimental drug without FDA approval, United Airlines is going to force that to happen. This is the point of Donald Trump's lawsuit against big tech. When Donald Trump says, big tech is violating my First Amendment rights, all of the sophisticated people, all of the really smart, genius lawyers, they laughed at him and they said... A private, gov- a private entity cannot infringe on your First Amendment rights. It's only the government that can infringe on your First Amendment rights. But the point of the lawsuit is that the government is using these so-called private companies as proxies to enforce its will. And by the way, Biden admitted that it was doing as much. That's what's going on here with the vaccination regime. The liberal establishment is relying on pro- quote-unquote private companies to do its bidding. Now, I think the important thing for conservatives to remember here, by the way, is that the issue is not whether or not a company has a right to mandate a vaccine. It's not whether or not even a school district or something has the right to mandate a vaccine. Lots of companies and private entities and school districts already do mandate certain vaccines. So I think if conservatives make the argument that they have no right, you know, my body, my choice or something, which is, by the way, not, not something that we believe in. We do not believe my body, my choice. We're pro-life, right? That we, we think that there are other considerations here as well. What we have to focus on is the prudential question, the wisdom of mandating this vaccine, this vaccine, which is still an experimental drug for a virus that nobody is all that seriously concerned about, including and most especially the liberal elites who are making the biggest ruckus about it. You know who's not a liberal elite? The people who run My pillow That's who. You know how much I love all of the MyPillow products. They're a great conservative patriotic company, but even if they were run by communists, I would still shop from them. That's how good their products are. MyPillow is now changing the game with their six-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, makes it extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel that you look for in a towel. The set comes with two baths, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailing for $109.99. For a limited time, you can get this set for the low price of $39.99. That's over 60% in savings. Always remember all my pillow products come with a 60 day money back guarantee. You have nothing to lose. They come in a variety of colors and sizes. They are the best towels. Go check them out today. Head on over. Mypillow.com, click on the Radio Listeners Square, use promo code dailywire. There you will find not only this amazing offer but also deep discounts on all my pillow products including my pillow mattress topper my pillow towel sets and so much more you can also call 1-800-951-7163 use the promo code DAILYWIRE that is mypillow.com make sure you use promo code DAILYWIRE great time to order The Authoritarian Moment. That's Ben's new book. It's my future campaign slogan. It's a great book to order right after you order my book, Speechless. You can get both at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or any other major bookseller. Go get your copy right now. Leave a five-star review if you liked what you read. And also, if you sign up now as a Daily Wire member with code VIP, you'll get 25% off your new membership. Be automatically entered for a chance to win a trip for two to the Daily Wire studios in Nashville to see Candace live both the person and the show. Not only will you meet Candace herself, you'll be getting an inside look at her studio and front row seats to watch her show live. That's dailywire.com slash subscribe with code VIP, 25% off so you can automatically be entered for a chance to win the VIP experience. Or if you're already an all access Daily Wire member, you can now purchase tickets to her show in Nashville, Tennessee. Head on over to dailywire.com slash tickets today to pick up yours. We'll be right back with a lot more. Vaccine mandates are not only coming from governments around the world, they're coming potentially from our own government as well. But Joe Biden, I think, just undercut his case for the vaccine mandate uh, because according to President Joe Biden, 107% of Americans have already been vaccinated. I said again and again, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we have to get
2: more people vaccinated.
0: I said... Well over, what's the number again? I remind myself, 350 million Americans have already been vaccinated. They're, they're doing fine. Good news, buddy. That's great. I'm so glad we're doing 350 Americans in a country of 328 million people are doing fine. Maybe what Joe Biden is admitting here is that there are a lot of illegal aliens in the country. Maybe there, there are many more than even you and I knew about. Maybe he has secret numbers or maybe he has absolutely no idea what he's talking about. And he's flubbing the messaging, which he has done from the beginning of this. Because by the way, even as of five minutes ago, the argument has not been that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We've been told that the vaccinated are transmitting the virus and are carrying the virus in similar viral loads as the unvaccinated people. But the argument has been that the vaccinated face less severe consequences. They face a for, uh, lesser risk of death. And yet we're then told at the same time that we've all still got a mask up. We've all still got to lock ourselves down, even if you are vaccinated. Very confusing messaging, but it's not the most confusing messaging that the White House has put out on COVID this week because they have relied once again on a social media influencer. This one, I had never heard of him before. I I sort of hope I never hear of him again, but I did watch this video (laughs) so that you don't have to, you know, delve through all the piles and piles of horrific viral videos around. I watched this. This is from Benny Drama. Uh, He played the role of a White House intern filmed in the White House with members of the White House staff, including Jen Psaki, to convince all the unvaccinated people to go get the vaccines. One sec. Democracy's calling. (laughs) See you, daddy. Bye. Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is a day in my life as a White House intern.
1: We did a joke. (laughs) Hey, everyone.
0: Vogue. Usually, I start off with a big coffee. Sorry, they're like really strict in here. Hey, Jenny. I booked you a nail appointment, love.
1: Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that.
0: It's called initiative. (laughs) Hi, White House. This is Cooper. Mm, I don't think so.
1: Oh, doesn't matter.
0: This is actually the entrance to the West Wing. This is so fun and it's really prestigious.
1: Hey, POTUS. Is Olivia Rodrigo still here?
0: No. We've come a long way in our fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Are you getting this all down? Don't worry, Queen. It's all right here. Cooper. Sorry, Miss Jen. And Jen, don't forget to have Spirit Fingers Mama. We need to get shots in the arms of every single American. I'm heading to a haircut.
2: Comment if you want me to make more of these.
0: (laughs) I don't even know exactly what I just watched. I don't know what parts of it were supposed to be funny or persuasive. But I do know this (laughs) that according to the Democratic Party, the people who are not getting vaccinated are conservative, right-wing, Christian, Bible-thumping Republicans in the red states, right? That's what that's what we're told from the liberal establishment. It turns out the group of people least likely to be getting vaccinated are actually black Americans, who I think their vaccination rates right now are, are like 28% or something like that. Black Americans overwhelmingly vote for the Democratic Party, but because the Democrats don't want to acknowledge that it's actually a, a largely a group of their own voters that are not getting vaccinated, they try to blame it on conservative, Christian, right, right-wing Republicans in the red states, many of whom also don't want to get vaccinated either. And the White House decided that the best way to persuade conservative, right-wing, Christian, Bible-thumping voters in the red states and black voters as well is with an officiously flamboyantly gay, gender bending, Zoomer or millennial TikTok influencer. That's what's going to do it, right? That nothing, (laughs) nothing those Bible thumpers or those sort of vaccine hesitant black Americans love more, right? Famously, historically, nothing, nothing they all love more than uh, very, very officiously sexually revolutionary, gender bending, young white liberals, right? <laughs> but no, of course not. Of course not. That, that The video won't persuade anybody and it doesn't matter. They don't care because the White House doesn't actually need to persuade anybody because the entire thing is about scoring political points and none of them are actually that worried because if they were that worried... They would actually put someone on the video that might be able to persuade either the right-wing evangelicals or the black voters in the cities, but they don't because it's not a big deal. If they actually care, they wouldn't serve the warm cookie on the airline, okay? They just make you wear your masks all the time because the virus is so super-duper deadly. It's the deadliest thing in the history of the world. Or they'll say, take your masks off, eat the cookie, it's fine. But you can't simultaneously say both things. Speaking of our representatives, uh, you know I'm kind of down on our representatives these days, but there was one representative who really came to the national attention while I was in France. And so I, I didn't want to miss out on uh, acknowledging her wonderful performance. Tam- I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Tamira Mensa Stock. I don't, you know, I don't watch the Olympics. I don't keep up with these sports, but I loved her. This gal won. Uh, she uh, is a wrestler. She won. She gave her victory speech and she said that she just loves America and she is so proud to represent it.
1: Of course I surprise myself. It's by the grace of God I'm able to even move my feet. Like I just leave it in his hands and I pray that all the practice that the hell that my freaking coaches put me through pays off. And every single time it does and I get better and better. And it's so weird that there is no cap to the limit that I can do. And I'm, I'm excited to see what what I have next.
2: Last question for you. That American flag around your shoulders looks pretty good. How does that feel to represent your country like this?
1: It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it. And I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> love well, it.
2: Well said, congratulations. Enjoy
0: that gold. And we'll see you out there on the podium, okay?
2: Thank you. I'll try not to cry, but no promises. promise.
0: <laughs> love her. Awesome! This is great stuff. It's uh, very important that all the athletes do this. If you do not love your country, if you're not happy to represent your country, then don't go to the Olympics. The point of the Olympics is that we send our athletes to go represent the country. As I've made abundantly clear, I don't, I don't tend to watch the Olympics, but I do care about my country. And even those of us who don't watch all these various games and are kind of skeptical of the whole thing, we still have a right to, as we send our athletes overseas to represent us, we have some right to expect that our athletes will love our country. This gal obviously does. And it is important, especially because she's a black woman. I know that conservatives don't like to play identity politics and conservatives are now being accused of playing identity politics because she's a black woman. It actually does matter because the prevailing narrative that we're all being told is that black people can't love America because America was founded on, on oppressing black people. That's the new 1619 narrative. And so if you're black, the only authentic reaction you can have to the country is one of contempt and disdain and hatred. And it's just not true. There have been plenty of black Americans who have loved their country. That's been true from the very beginning of the country. That's true up to the present. And it is important to show that. It is very important to show. It because we are susceptible to these kinds of circumstances, to these aesthetics, to these uh, trends. You know, all of us really are. If, we're, if we are told that all the smart people hate America, then if we hope to be smart, we're going to be tempted to hate America. If we are told that all the black people hate America, then if you are black, you are going to be more inclined to hate America because you are simply living within this mental prism that that is what you have to do if you look a certain way or if you aspire to be a certain thing or whatever. And so it's very important to show people that the smart people can like their country too. That black people can like their country too. That people from the coasts can like their country too. That New Yorkers and Angelinos and Chicagoans can like their country. The people in academia can like their country too. The people wherever, in the media, right, all over the place where we are told that it is not, that if, if you are a certain way, you look a certain way, you think a certain way, got to get rid of that. Got to get rid of that. Speaking of women, there's a story out of California now, a female inmate in California is now pregnant after uh, women's prisons were forced to accept male prisoners who claim to be women. So this has been happening for a few years now. There has been a push, uh For women's prisons to accept dudes. And the phrase that's often used is biological males. They have to accept biological males. I hate this phrase. People should stop saying this phrase. The phrase biological male is a, it's itself a creation of political correctness. It's not a reaction against political correctness. It is a product of it because the implication of the phrase biological males is that there's some other kind of male you know, a psychological male or a spiritual male or no, there's not, it's just men. There's just men and women. Okay. And there's no special caveats or categories here. So the women's prisons now have to accept men. And this is according to a report from the blaze uh, that a women, a liberal women's organization, the women's liberation front has reported that at least one woman has become pregnant following California's law that lets men enter the women's prison. Here's what the women's liberation front, a very left wing organization says, quote, Women incarcerated in California's largest women's prison are describing the conditions as a nightmare's worst nightmare after the introduction of new pregnancy resources in the Central California Women's Facility Medical Clinics. The new resources are a tacit admission by officials that women should expect to be raped when housed in prison with men, where all sex is considered non-consensual by default within the system. Which brings me to compassion. Compassion. When when I was at this uh, wedding, I was chatting with a uh, uh, very lovely gal. She was so nice. I think probably she represents what the majority of Americans feel politically, which is they don't have especially strong political views. They just want to be like nice and on the good side and be nice to people and not mean to people. And the issue of transgenderism came up. And she said, well, I just just think it's really, we shouldn't be mean to people, we should be nice. And my point, as conservatives often make, is that I don't think it's nice to lie to people. I don't think it's nice to encourage some people to live in delusion. I don't think that's respectful at all. I think that's actually cruel. I don't think that the truth is cruel. I don't think that lies will set you free. Actually, I think it's the opposite. The argument for letting men into the women's prison is that it's compassionate. These poor men, they think that they're women, so we should let them into the women's prison. Well, is it compassionate to the women who are now... Being exposed to some, some of these men could could have committed sex crimes. There's no there's no rule often barring men from who have committed sex crimes from coming in. Now this woman is pregnant. Where's the where's the compassion? Where is all of that compassion? Compassion can be pretty pretty misguided. And but the left is very good at using this language of compassion and niceness. And I do think conservatives need to get better at that, because if conservatives can't, then it doesn't matter how strong our arguments from biology or psychology or philosophy or theology are, uh, people aren't going to want to associate with conservatives. Speaking of creepy sex stuff, by the way, Andrew Cuomo, I go away for one week and it looks like the governor of New York is on the ropes again, not because he killed thousands of elderly New Yorkers in nursing homes, but instead because he winked at his secretary some more. There's a report from the New York attorney general. The report says, Andy Cuomo ran his hand across the stomach of a female state trooper assigned to his detail. She says uh, this move left her feeling completely violated. Uh, He did that only one month after he signed a 2019 law strengthening protections for sexual harassment in the workplace, according to the report from the state attorney general. You'll notice during the, I'll get back to Andy Cuomo in a second, but I just want to broaden it out for, for a bit. You'll notice that among the the Me Too people and the Time's Up and all the really strong, this is what a feminist looks like, men who are left-wing and all that, during the Me Too movement, virtually every big shot who went down was a leftist feminist, stop the sexual harassment, this is what a feminist looks like sort of guy. But they just don't believe it. (laughs) They just didn't believe it. I think this was a little different than having a standard and falling short of it. I think these guys were rank hypocrites. I don't think they believe it. I think they want other people to play by a set of rules that they don't have to play by. I think it's the same thing as Obama. I think it's the same thing as the COVID and climate alarmists, all the climate alarmists who fly on private jets to go talk about how important it is not to fly on private jets. I think all of that is coming out. And unfortunately, we can point to it and we can show how little credibility they have but they still have the power. Maybe Andrew Cuomo will go down over this latest round of sex stuff. Maybe, maybe not. He's a pretty tough guy. It looks like this is harder. His, his right-hand man, actually a right-hand woman, his top aide was a woman. She just resigned. Right now, it looks like New York Democrats are looking at a possible replacement for Cuomo. I, I, look, if this looks even worse than the last time that Cuomo was allegedly on the ropes. The only thing I'll say is the guy's a fighter. The guy is a survivor. He's got nine lives. So he might be able to survive this too. Regardless though, his reputation is really, really tarnished. My only issue in all of this, sure, Andrew Cuomo might be a pig. He might, he might pinch any, any lady who walks by, he might be absolutely, uh, you know, reprobate. But that's what, that's what we're going to take him down for. That's what we care about. That's all we care about now. This it's so frivolous. This guy killed thousands of elderly New Yorkers through his COVID policies, all the while bragging about how great his COVID policies were, all the while publishing a book and winning an Emmy for how great his COVID policies were. An Emmy, for goodness sakes. Meanwhile, he's lying to federal misleading federal investigators, covering up the nursing home deaths, and we get him on winking at his secretary. How frivolous, how frivolous all of this is. But it's that's because we are not as serious a country as we once were, because we, we can't really discuss moral issues in a sophisticated way as, as we once did. Now, the, really, the only way to take someone down is through the most lurid sort of scandals, which actually brings up an issue for Joe Biden. Because if Andrew Cuomo goes down over the creepy sex stuff, this could theoretically pose a problem to Joe Biden. Jen Psaki was just asked this at the White House. Joe Biden has been accused by a former staffer of sexually violating her. And so if he's entitled to a presumption of innocence, that's all well and good. But should there not be an investigation of Joe Biden, just as there was an investigation of Andrew Cuomo, an investigation that turned out to be quite warranted? In a follow-up to the report on Governor Cuomo's sexual harassment, a lot of men in politics have been accused of sexual harassment. Uh, President Biden was accused by female secret service agents of skinny dipping in front of them, offending them according to former Washington Post reporter Ronald Kessler, who is an author as well. Uh, His former Senate aide, Tara Reid, accused him of sexual assault. Uh, The Washington Post and The New York Times have published multiple accounts of women who objected to the way President Biden touched them. Uh, Should there be an independent investigation of allegations into the President as there was into Governor Cuomo?
1: Well, first, I would say um, the president has been clear and outspoken about the importance of women uh, being uh, respected and having their voices heard and being allowed to tell their stories and people treating them with respect. That has long been his policy, continues to be his policy. Uh, that, those were, that was heavily litigated during the campaign. I understand you're eager to come back to it, uh, but I don't have anything further other than to repeat that he has called for uh, the governor to resign.
0: So she completely punts on the question. She says, oh, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's an excellent question. I'm glad the reporter asked it, because certainly if this were really about standards, if this were about a real rule, then yes, there should be an investigation into Joe Biden. And if Tara Reid turns out to be true, forget about even believe all women, just if the allegation is, is supported, which is way more supported than anything anyone ever said about Brett Kavanaugh. If that is... Shown to be likely, then it would be, cause a big problem for Joe Biden. But the thing is, if Cuomo goes down, he's not going to go down because he sexually harassed his secretary. He's going to go down because the Democrats want him out because he's now too weak. And he's probably too weak much more because of the COVID scandal than because of the sex scandal. And the thing is, they don't want Joe Biden out yet. And so he's just going to survive it because they've got the power and you do not. Which brings me to one more creepy viral TikTok video. Uh, These sex scandals seem very strange today uh, because we've all gotten used to all sorts of sexual scandals that aren't even scandalous anymore. There was a TikTok that went viral of some person on the left describing regular old heterosexuality, you know, just a man and a woman love each other very much and have babies as a breeding kink. I'm super straight. I'm only attracted to women who can bear me children. Babe, that's called a breeding kink. And it's not a sexuality. So a breeding kink is this individual is making fun of people who hold a traditional sexual ethic, who think that in the words of the great philosopher Norm Macdonald, sex is a filthy, shameful thing that obviously is only meant for procreation and that you should maybe get married before you have sex and that when you have sex, you should be open to the possibility of life and have children and have a really good life. And what this person is saying is, no, that's a breeding kink. Some people have a kink for whips and chains. Some people have a kink for threesomes and, and some people have a kink for breeding, but it's all just kinks, right? It's all just kind of weird quirks of sex. And What that implies is that there's no standard. What that implies is that that no sort of sexual behavior is any better or worse than any other sort of sexual behavior. Right? It's all just relative, it's all just what you want, it's all about your desires. Now, this creates a problem in the Me Too era because there sexual standards will come in, they will be enforced in some way, and so now people have to explain why certain sort of Ugly sexual encounters are fine, but the exact same sorts of sexual encounters when they're undertaken by different people or in different circumstances are not fine. And it's just, it's very, very confusing. We've been told that women are totally liberated. They ought to be able to relate to sex in exactly the same way as men. But then when women come to regret sex, as in the case of high profile cases like Marilyn Manson or other, other uh, uh partners and and lovers of these, these various men, they say, well, yes, it was consensual, but he still abused me and I didn't like it. Men and women are different, but they're not different. And it's all very confusing because we don't have any sort of standard. When we don't have principles, when we don't have a standard, when we don't have a vision for society, then all we are left with is the arbitrary power of the elites, of the capital physician of Dr. Fauci, of the head of the UN climate change panel. We'll get we'll get to it a little bit more, or maybe we won't. It doesn't matter. It's the same story, different day. The UN though is saying that the world is going to end from the sun monster. This is really a code red. They've been saying this for decades at this point. And even beyond the climate change issue, we've been told by the scientific geniuses since the 1970s that the world's going to end if we don't give them all of the power. Well, that is what we are going to do inevitably if we do not have a positive vision to push against and to to offer as an alternative to the arbitrary, capricious rule of the genius elites, who, by the way, don't even believe the stuff that they're trying to sell us. See you tomorrow. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Associate producer, Justine Turley. Audio mixer, Mike Coromina. And hair and makeup by Nika Geneva. The Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. John Bickley here, Daily Wire editor-in-chief. Wake up every morning with our new show, Morning Wire. On today's episode, pressure ramps up on Governor Cuomo to resign, the ACLU is suing the Biden administration, and fake vaccination cards are on the rise. Join us and get the facts first on the news you need to know with our show, Morning Wire.